Hey Sis, it's a weekly shakedown of the binary walls around us. Breaking it out and building a bridge. Checking our biases with empathy and humility and questioning the status quo. It's about building allyship that is intentional and confident. So Isaac, uh, how was your weekend? It was good, it was good. Uh, Thanksgiving. Did you do anything exciting or? Um, you know what? It was really quiet this year with COVID. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, one of one of my children is off in uh, Guelph at university, so obviously they couldn't make it back. No mm-hmm. travel, and so we were down though at our new cottage, which was really awesome, just to be surrounded by nature and peace and quiet mm-hmm. and uh, lots of turkey. So yeah. it was good. Yeah, I went over to. Um... Fam- visit family in New Brunswick, and uh, as basically as soon as we got there, there was kind of like a COVID burst going on, and uh, we were visiting uh, my partner's family, and uh, so originally they were planning for like 15 people to come over, but as soon as that happened, they were like, nope, no one come, but we were able to go because my partner and I were working from home, so we're like the least likely to have anything, right, <laughs> we don't right. even go outside anymore, so... Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No. We almost. We really have to be reflexive right now on what's happening yeah. there in the in the bubble. And, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the thing is, is that we had enough food for fifteen people, but there was only four of us. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the end of the at the end of the weekend, it was all gone. So. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> good, good. Of course it is. Ate enough. Ate enough food <laughs> for fifteen. So it was a uh, it was a good time. So speaking of being reflexive, I thought this might be interesting just with the relevance um, of this week. My youngest has photo day at school. Oh. And so this is my youngest. Uh, This is my kiddo who's uh, transgender. And they're currently in grade nine um, at at their new school this year. And so it's kind of interesting because I was thinking a lot about trans kids and transitioning and so for me growing up when we did those class pictures you remember mm-hmm. like I always remember my mom dressing me in something really stupid oh yeah on the it day always has to be. and saying don't take <laughs> off your glasses and I'd always take off my glasses yeah. and she'd get really angry you come home with the photos and you're like yeah. that's not what I asked uh, like. <laughs> she layered me one year in like a woolly vest and I with this turtleneck underneath and I hated the vest so much, so I, I refused to. I took mm-hmm. it off for the photograph because I, I was always quite small. They put me in the front row. Oh yeah. And uh, looking back though, because it was just like this white ribbed turtleneck, mm-hmm. I look back on it now and go, "Oh, the vest probably would have made it," you know. But yeah. um, but every year I would layer my class photos one on top of the other in the frame. Yes. So yeah. with the idea of like looking back mm-hmm. um, one day, you know, and looking at how goofy we are growing up and mm-hmm. and all the changes in us but our classmates and things like that and I was thinking about my kiddo and how obviously their pictures are so different from Mm -hmm. primary grade one grade two they transition in grade five and one school the whole way and just um what that must kind of be like for him and knowing you know those pictures are out there too Mm -hmm. so maybe somebody else is keeping those photos stacked behind a frame over the years and so he's never he's been okay with photos like Mm -hmm. not like I want them all destroyed and and put away and so we were able to keep them and I either way I thought I'd always keep them and in case he ever wanted me to pull them out but last year he went through this really 
dark time and there was bullying in school and this is why he's in a new school this year and I remember going to bed in the height of it and going up to my room and on my pillow were all of those class photos and they had been ripped up and oh, really? he ripped them up and he put them on my pillow and left them there for me and I was thinking about this week as I got the notice from the school saying, oh, it's picture day next week. And I thought, oh, it just ended up having a really kind of sad... The sour taste to a it. A sour yeah. taste to it that he was like feeling so much hurt and that's how he was expressing it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he just wanted to erase that yeah. part of him, you know? Um, yeah, and I just thought I would talk to you a little bit about it, see what you thought, and like what, you know, if you, if you kept any of your mm-hmm. class photos, or did you just burn them all, or did Yeah, you... like it's, it's really interesting, because I, I kind of experienced very similar, like there are certain points in, like, so I came out le- less, more or less informally when I was in, uh, when I was 10 years old, so same age, same age. Yeah, 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 kind of thing, so... Um, it was during the same time as puberty. So as like puberty progressed, like I started changing. Um, and I would probably say once I hit like 13, 14, I was very much like, nope, don't want to talk about my past. Don't want to associate with it. Don't want to think about this and that. I very much was the same. Um, but my mom actually, thankfully, and and I'm very thankful that I didn't do what your, your son did because now I have the opportunity to go back and she kept all of them and she did the exact same thing. Like we have, um, I have two siblings, so she has like this big old China cabinet that you walk by and like borderline falls over kind of thing. Like yeah. it is old. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has our photos up there and since me and my siblings have all graduated, all has our graduation photos on it. But if you pull all the photos out, there's, you know, like 12 years of photos behind there. Okay. So you can see the kind of the progression and, um, it's kind of funny whenever I go, when I go home, I mean, I live half an hour away from where my parents live right now. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes on holidays or whatever, we're like, oh, let's pull out all the photos and stuff. And you can see like the drastic difference. So I think, um, yeah, for me, at least as an adult looking back, like mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate, but I absolutely can empathize with how he's feeling right mm-hmm. now, given the fact that, you know, you're actively, you know, living through these things. And I know photo day um, can be really, really stressful because, it's bringing back all those kind of like repressed memories that you don't want to think about. Um, And I know another issue too that I experienced when I was in high school is with photo day comes also getting your like class ID or student IDs. Oh, right. Which also is like you have to get a name on there. Um, They don't have... It's really stressful for... Yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot of very... Photos I always find are a pretty touchy topic, especially within like the trans community because it really kind of like freezes an image in place that you can't change or alter. So Mm -hmm. if it, if it's a photo of a dark time or a time that you don't want to think about, there's no way for you to get rid of that memory unless you like tear it up or get rid of it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's something you can physically see. Um, so I think, I think that's why it's harder for trans people, mm-hmm. um, to like kind of look back at that, and especially trans kids because yeah. they're going through that every single day. So, so what I did was I actually, I did keep all the shredded pieces, mm-hmm. um, and I came across them this week and I kind of hide them away wherever I kind of put stuff that I don't know where to put. And it's in kind of a drawer beside my, um, it's a bedside table mm-hmm. and I kind of kept them and I was kind of looking at them a little bit today. He wasn't there. He wasn't around and mm-hmm. 
not today, last week. And um, I just thought, you know, maybe one day I'll tape them back together and I'll hide them behind his graduating yeah. photo or something like that in case he ever wants to look back mm -hmm. or, you know, time heals a lot of wounds and maybe yeah. there's an opportunity one day where he just wants to take them all and have a big bonfire yeah. and like actually do it properly when mm -hmm. he's not in the throes of hurting yeah. anymore. So I, I did hang on to them and then this year with COVID, they're not doing class photos anyway because of proximity right, of people. Right. This would be kind of funny seeing everybody with their masks on. <laughs> you want to be able to really, I mean, you can recognize people, but yeah. like it'd be very different. Like, smile, everyone. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not, not smiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that's where I, I was reflecting on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's probably a good idea to keep them. And then like, of course not be like, Hey, I still have these kind of mm -hmm. thing. Like not make a big ordeal over it. Just keep them somewhere safe. Cause yeah. when he gets older, maybe he is interested maybe. or like exactly what you just said. Maybe he wants to have like a big kind of Viking funeral style, mm -hmm. like moment where he wants to light everything on fire yeah. and send it off like, and like cathartic kind of you know, yeah. cleansing kind of and that's it it's just there if the right moment arises and um not meaning to do it in a hurtful way like keeping them but yeah i just thought i just want him to be able to get rid of them on his own terms in a you know in a, in a manner community. that's yeah like effective yeah. Yeah. and maybe he'll be like grateful you know the, yeah. oh thanks i'm glad you saved them and this is kind of fun to look back mm -hmm. so. yeah like yeah no definitely when i was a kid like in the moment i was like no don't want to like yeah. look at these don't want to think about this but yeah. now like looking back as an adult I'm like holy heck why did I used to look like that like yeah. why did I think that was okay yeah. but like everyone does that though oh, like when course. you're when you're older yeah. you're like why did I my mom so as you're saying yeah <laughs> like why did my mom put me in this shirt kind of thing like those yeah. are you know nostalgic things that you're gonna think about I don't necessarily think it's a good idea to like toss those memories away just because you're trans or not right no and yeah. he does always say to like how come you have so much more of my older sisters like you have all this stuff they're engraved baby cups and they're baby blankets and you have all this stuff why don't you have it for me and I just say you know what you're the third I was lucky if I had time to get dressed <laughs> in the day and yeah. brush my teeth so um yeah so that was kind of a little bit of my logic too yeah, I was gonna say yeah, my mom <laughs> definitely has some good like Tupperware totes like probably at least two feet deep like just with <laughs> I call it shit. Like, it's just yeah. like a bunch of like random stuff like thrown in there. Math um, sheets. Oh, I yeah. how to write the word A. Yeah. A. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I really okay. don't need this. Yeah. And I'm, what am I going to do with this as an adult? Be like, oh, cool. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you know, like it's not something you're going to put on your fridge as no. an adult. But <laughs> anyways, yeah. Yeah. Memories are interesting. Uh, so it's, um, it's, is it international pronoun? Yeah, I think it's international. I don't even think it's just national. So yeah, international mm -hmm. pronoun day today as we're, as we're sitting here speaking. Um, October so. the 21st. Yeah, 21st. Yeah. Uh -huh. so. so, which is great. Cause I was, I, I was in a zoom, uh, meeting this morning and I saw some people, um, when their name came up on the screen, they had put their pronouns mm. in after their name and mine, for some reason, I, like I always do that, but it doesn't automatically do it. I have to go back in and just rename myself every time mm -hmm. to put my brackets, she slash her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got an email this week as well from a parent in the school looking for some support with a driving trip and they had their pronouns in their email signature. And I was like, I emailed them and I said, I love that you, you have yeah. your pronouns in there. And they said, Oh, I just think it's a small way that I can do my part to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. And I emailed back and said, it's huge. It's not small. No, it's no, it's ginormous. I think like, so many people don't realize how important it is to have pronouns and it's very important to have like subtle pronoun usage, like very intentional, but like not 
in a way that it's... Uh, oh, intentional. Yeah, like, it needs to not be, like, a big deal. Like, it shouldn't be, like, you don't have to put your pronouns in, like, big flashy colors or anything like that. Like, it just needs to be very subtle and there and exists that people can use. Because it's an effective way to communicate with people. And people don't realize that. We use pronouns every single day. And it, pronouns aren't just, like, she and her and stuff. You know, when you refer to a dog, that's technically a pronoun. Because you're referring to something, right? But anyways, like, when I, you know... In my professional life, um, I always have my pronouns, like, right beside my name, like, in my tagline. Um, I always have it on my LinkedIn, all things like that, like, social media profiles. Because I think it's, it's, you know, there's characters there. Use them, right? There's no need for you to not have your pronouns in your bio. Exactly. Like, with LinkedIn, then you just put it after your name. Because there isn't yeah. a line for pronouns, but you can just put it right after your, yeah. your last name in brackets or... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I th it's really important that more professionals use it because I find that's something that like so often we're talking to individuals who have you know kind of like different names than what we're used to you know we can kind of be like oh like John's a boy's name it's kind of goes back to our previous chat too where it's like we can't assume what mm -hmm. your pronouns are based off your your name so you really you want to make sure you're not misgendering someone whether mm -hmm. they be trans or cis or whatever have you so mm -hmm. I think it's yeah, it's an easy way just to make sure people are able to get that information without having to ask a question. Right, or be presumptuous. Yeah. That's a valid point. And I guess it's been a busy month with Thanksgiving and it's International Pronoun Day, but it was also National yeah. Coming Out Day um, as well. And really something that people don't often think about is that for trans people, there isn't necessarily you know, one coming out moment because mm -hmm. like with the showing ID and things like that, you know, these kind of things that can be ongoing and yeah. it can happen, you know, in predictable and unpredictable times. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think that's really, really true. Like, um, for instance, um, like when I first came out, it was very much to close friends. And then from there it kind of became like, you know, my intimate family and then colleagues and then kind of the universe kind of thing like it, it it comes in slow kind of steps and I think the unintentional coming out part is really important to highlight because we put ourselves in so many instances that we don't even realize that we have to kind of out ourselves I guess I'll just give a little definition of what outing means because people mm -hmm. are like coming out so that just means you're like I'm gay or like I'm trans or whatever mm -hmm. but um <laughs> the process of coming out as we're kind of discussing is so much more than that. Um, coming out is just acknowledging more publicly or privately that you are who you are and you're starting to, you know, live authentically yourself. But there's an idea, or not an idea, but there's a concept, I guess, called outing. Um, and to out someone is essentially telling another individual that they are trans, um, gay, whatever have you, without their explicit consent. So, for instance, if you... If you talk to someone's mother and you're like, oh, you know, Johnny now goes by Susie kind of thing, that would be considered outing because that individual isn't able to kind of consent and say those things on their own behalf. Um, but uh, Or like a school, in a school situation, yeah. if you have a substitute teacher and they haven't updated... Um, a name within the system mm -hmm. and they're doing a roll call and they just look at the at the the power school mm -hmm. or whatever 
system your school is using and uh, you often hear of young children being mm-hmm. outed that way to yeah. the class and which is can be a just a extremely traumatic mm-hmm. instance if you know the teacher the substitute you know isn't made aware or doesn't kind of catch themselves and kind of back off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i know power school does have a system in place um for like notes and stuff to be like this person might say this name on here but they actually go by this or vice versa that you can actually edit the name on power school directly is that like this is how i identify this is what i'm comfortable with because sometimes what you identify with at school isn't what you want to identify at home kind of thing so um that's something that also many individuals don't take into consideration is the difference between owning yourself in public and private some people just want it to be in private space so. right or if they're not really accepted in their home space they don't yeah. want it translated and it could be com- like space. very dangerous situation mm-hmm. if you do out someone to a f- either family or someone that they know who might not know because that can you know cause a whole whirlwind of issues it's true it's true and just for full transparency my child is well aware of the advocacy work that i do recognizing that you know when they're young when when a child is younger and they transition they don't have a lot of agency Mm. over themselves and so you know i've really worked hard to advocate for his rights his human rights and that but for other kids his age so while he's aware i do Mm -hmm. really try to protect and not to out him and Mm so you know i try to keep that sort of barrier where we're possible not necessarily Mm -hmm. saying where we're from or our you know full names or names and things like that but um but i wouldn't you know i definitely know there will be a time where you know i'll have to create a bigger barrier between the work i do now and 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 him as you know as he gets older you know we're always kind of double checking i'm always checking in to make sure hey are you still okay mm-hmm. with the work i'm doing and you know where's your comfort level with mm-hmm. with that so but it is hard because if parents don't advocate you know and many can't and that's okay i have a voice i'm happy to use that mm-hmm. um with you know being a journalist by background you know i feel like i can use that voice for a really good purpose to help for other children as well who are not in the position you know, to yeah. have parents to advocate, um, to kind of give that voice. Because many people we come across, too, they have that whole idea that, well, are there really trans kids that young? Mm-hmm. Do they really even think about gender at that age? You know, thinking about not even, like, three or four, which the answer is yes, but yeah. even, like, eight or nine or ten, it's like, of course they do. Mm-hmm. Kids are thinking about gender from the minute they can start communicating yeah. and and um, scaling themselves in the world or, mm-hmm. you know, categorizing their place in the world um, from all the messages we send to them. So it is really important to me that, you know, we bring gender identity into this conversation. Yeah, no, absolutely. And if I can backtrack a little bit, you were talking about, um, like, the difference... Or the, the kind of the struggles between having a professional life and then also a personal life. I resonate with that a lot because I constantly find myself questioning if I should bring up if I'm trans to colleagues or to bosses. Um, and a lot of times I end up doing it simply for the instance that they're either talking about topics that I relate to, but a typical man might not so I find it really tough and I do a lot of um I work within like science communication so I do a lot of public speaking stuff and I'm very much the kind of person that I try to debunk traditional workforces as much as I possibly can 
but I struggle to find that boundary between that to be like, hey, I'm a trans person who's doing this, but at face value, I look like a man. So I look like I'm a part, especially a white cis man. I look like a white cis man. Um, I look like the traditional workforce force. So it's hard for me to speak out about that while also looking like it. So it's, it's an interesting divide that I have to struggle with. But you're coming from a very marginalized community, yeah. and yet you appear like you're probably from one of the most privileged mm-hmm. um, communities that have never had to really struggle or fight yeah. for their rights and that. And I do wonder about that for my son as well, because I think, you know what, you bring so much in your voice mm-hmm. in that you have spent part of your life um, you know, being treated as a girl mm-hmm. and having that experience. And you have, you know, you have elements of that. You just have such a diverse voice that you can mm-hmm. bring to the table that, you know, I hope that the world will be safe for you to feel like you can do that mm-hmm. and that you don't have to hide that. And I do feel like people need to acknowledge the struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are. Absolutely. And so you deserve to yeah. have that space at the table and yeah. not be dismissed because you appear that you're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. Like, and I think this is a common topic that comes up within the trans community, especially within adults is that the, the instance of like, um, male privilege within like trans men, um, or trans masculine people. Like, I think, yeah, to like some degree, like we have, and we as like a trans mask person, like we have a privilege in society that we look like a man. Therefore we don't like, we can walk around. We're not like scared that someone's going to like catcall us or like, we're not scared of a lot of like sexual violence and stuff like that. But at the same time, at the root of it, we've gone through living as a woman or like a female, we've gone through those steps, we've dealt with those things. And as a trans person, we're kind of more likely, if anything, to experience that because there's going back to like coming out, there's that whole idea that if they, if someone finds out that you're actually not cisgender, Mm -hmm. that's a risk that, Mm -hmm. you know, not a lot of people are willing to take. So yeah, I mean, as like a masculine looking person, yeah, there is privilege there, but not really. Mm -hmm. So if there's time, maybe we can finish on um, this month. There was um, PFLAG Canada, which, full disclosure, uh, Isaac and I are both um, volunteers for, um, is a national nonprofit um, supporting anyone along their journey around gender identity and sexual orientation. Anyway, they called out the Toronto Star and there were other media outlets that um, that published this really transphobic cartoon this month. And it's kind of surprising that mm-hmm. that got through editorial. Like it got, we got through the editors um, without being checked and actually did get published. And uh, for those that you uh, who did not see it, the comic depicts two people meeting for a first date. They're in a coffee shop. And one of the characters is wearing a blue floral dress and a necklace and also sporting tied up blonde hair, facial and chest hair, muscular arms. Um, it's a really kind of grotesque um, yeah. rendition that the artist did, or if you want to call them that. And the only piece of dialogue is from this character, which reads, Sorry, love, L-U-V, comma, but I did not lie. My personal profile clearly stated that I had been abroad in London in the past two years. Yeah. So it was like, obviously, like one of those um, date meetups. Yeah. And the idea that the trans person has fooled you and they're deceptive and, um, and you know, it's just such a bad taste 
that that was aired and it's just a blatant um, act of transphobia. Yeah, yeah. That, you know... I, you know, that that was published in a, in a major newspaper and other media outlets in Canada. Yeah. It's really kind of disgusting. When I, like, first looked at it, I was kind of like, like, what's the punchline? Like, and that's, and that's my thing. And I was, and I was sitting there and I was like, whenever I see, um, cause I, I will fully admit, like, there are some joke queer people write themselves about the queer community, which is completely different than, you know, someone writing like something like this, that. You can you can have tasteful humor about sexuality and gender. That's absolutely. But when it comes to things like this, like I'm, I, I sit there and I wonder. I'm like, what's the punchline? Because I get that there's like a play on word, like abroad, abroad like. Yeah. Well, like, women want to be known as abroad anyway. Like, yeah, no, like, exactly. Like, like that's like even not that even term. just like <laughs> transphobic, but also like misogynistic. Yeah. Like in a sense, like I'm like what. Yeah. Is is this just like a comic to like make fun of my like marginalized communities? Like is that yeah. <laughs> like I don't that's yeah. my thing. Like I I I don't know. Like yeah. and it was published right after coming out day and yeah. right after Thanksgiving and I just thought, Oh, come on. Like did you not have any other content yeah. to put in that space? Yeah. Anyway, hopefully somebody has been taken off the uh the cartoonist desk or yeah. you know, hopefully there have been some kind of repercussions because even you know it seems like a human you know, kind of a human right violation or against the the, the code of yeah. like, you know, discriminating against someone based on their gender identity. Well, that to me right there is a red flag. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just very distasteful. So you know, if you see something like that, you know, in the media or in a paper that you're reading, I would really recommend you know don't hesitate to call it out. Like send yeah. a tweet or or email the editor and say you know what this just isn't cool and not in this yeah. day and age and it's really harmful. Yeah. And I won't you know for me I'd be saying like I won't be picking up your paper uh, anytime soon and I would like to see some kind of retraction or mm-hmm. an apology because you're really you know it's hurting. A community of really important people in our country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and to go along with that too, uh, not a lot of people realize that comics and jokes of this kind of manner really perpetuate that idea. And I'm not going to say the word, but I will spell it out. But like the slur T R A P, like it very much radiates that sort of energy. And that word in particular has been used to discriminate and harm like the lgbt community for like so long the idea that trans people especially are putting on you know like a dress and like it's just something that you can take off at the end of the day or like they're it's like a man dressing as a woman to try and like prey on men kind of thing like that's not in any shape or form like what it is so you see things like this like you we really as a community need to start calling them out in an effective manner i always hope hope that when people do things like this it's not because they are transphobic because i think people do transphobic things and cannot actually be transphobic themselves without because they just don't think about it they don't have information yeah educated yeah and i and i think education is the biggest piece there's so many folks out there who just aren't educated on these sorts of topics but but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the lgbtq community's job to educate you on what is okay or not to say right like talk about things that you know are in good taste and are actually funny (laughs) like i can name so many comedians who whose comedy relies on kind of self-deprecating humor but it's funny because they're talking about themselves Right. And there's a big difference between that. Is it, It's a community that you identify with. Like, John Mulaney is probably the first person that comes to the top of my head. He's 
freaking hilarious. But he talks about things that he right. personally it's identifies his own experience with. Exactly. And, and that's the thing is you need to talk about your mm -hmm. own experiences. Yeah. Exactly. And let's finish by then throwing to, I think, Sophie LaBelle is one of the most amazing cartoonists oh, and yeah. educating too around trans and non binary people. She's a trans cartoonist um, and writer, author out of Quebec. Mm -hmm. And so she's local Canadian. And I would highly recommend before you ever, you know, look at, try to look up what was in the Toronto Star. Hopefully it's pulled and it's no longer even available online check out Sophie LaBelle's stuff cause, yeah because uh, she's really she's, she's amazing really so yeah I'll put one of her cartoons on our hey sis page and with a link to some of her stuff yeah if you're interested in diving a little bit deeper awesome well that's all the time we have today folks thank you for joining us for another episode of hey sis if you have any questions you want to ask or want to join in on the conversation email us at connect at simplygoodform.com Thank you all, and remember, inclusion matters.